0: And I'm Jerry.
1: And today we've got more whiskey to drink, no cigar to smoke, and some more beer products to review. As always, we're going to start with our palate warmers. So, what are you guys working on? I decided to start this one
2: out with a little Wild Turkey 101, seventy-five, thirteen, twelve, Nashville, and just a good old everyday drinker. Good
1: stuff.
0: Uh, I went to my shelves the other day and trying to kill a bunch of low-volume bottles, so I pulled out a of hands, the Colorado Single Malt, coming in at 94 proof, I believe it is. Yep, 94 proof. 100% malted
1: barley. Okay. I went with some uh, pre-Sazerac, early times bottled and bond. Hunter proof by nature, and uh, I'm not sure of the mash bill, but it is damn tasty. Well, it's one of the old brown form of bottles, and I, I rediscovered this the other day. I had several bottles sitting around my house for a while, and um, it's just delicious. I got three three bottles sitting right here next to me. I just I just found another one. Just looking over here just now. Mm. That is tasty. So, this is going to be our Thanksgiving episode, even though it's not going to be released on Thanksgiving. It'll still come out on Monday, as always. But, um, we do have a little bit of a Little bit of a theme-ish going on here today with the cigars and the beer products and the poor. Um, but while we work on our pallet warmers, um, you know, we've we've always got uh things in our lives to be thankful for. Um you know, we're always trying to do stuff for um, veterans in any way we can, help support them their business ventures or, uh, you know, making people aware of charities for veterans. Um, so for me specifically, I just want to say how thankful I am for the veterans, um, in our lives or, you know, on the periphery of our lives or not in our lives at all. Um, just the veterans that we have and those that are still currently serving as well as, you know, LEOs, first responders, firemen, things of that nature. Um, And so for everything that you do, I just want to say thank you. Um, Do you gentlemen have anything that you would like to bring up or talk about while we're doing this? Yeah, I think echo what you said. Obviously, I think we all feel the same way.
2: Um, Just thankful for family and friends, you know. just People have stuck with, you know, friends through over the years, longtime friends and happy to have a good, you know, wholesome bond with my family members and, um, you know, I don't think there's anything better to be thankful for than family and friends. So I think this is the time of year to, you know, get together and, you know, enrich those bonds.
0: Indeed. Yep. Same. Just family, friends, especially the, uh, the friends that I've made in this whiskey and cigar world. A lot of them like Paul that I've never actually met in person. Um, great people. Thankful to have them around, whether, they're actually in my life or just on the other side of the screen. So thank you guys.
1: Indeed. I was, I was going to get to that. If one of you guys did and I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful every week to sit down and, and share a pour and a cigar and talk over some beer products with you too. Um, always look forward to it. You know, uh, i I'm, glad that we were able to make this happen on a weekly basis. It's, you know, even if nobody's actually listening to us drone on about anything, um, at least it's an excuse to sit down and hang out with, you know, two people that I consider to be good friends. So, um, you know, here's to you guys. Cheers. Cheers. One last thing I'm thankful Cheers, guys. for
2: <laughs> piggybacking on that is share sharing samples god damn i love (laughs) and i'm thankful for sharing samples you know how much money it saves me (laughs) to get to try (laughs) some things that i don't want to drop that much money on a bottle or every bottle and some things that i'm glad i tried because i now know that i don't want to buy that bottle so (laughs) get out there with your with your whiskey friends
1: and start a a sample ring indeed we've sent each other Fuck, I don't know. We probably between the three of us, we probably sent each other thirty samples over the past month and a half. Yeah, at least. So, um, and you know, in regards to one of those samples that I sent to Jerry, right? Well, I sent it to Paul. Jerry has two bottles of it, so I didn't feel like he would be too put out if I didn't send him one. Was the the James Pepper Barrel Strength Rye? Um, And I mentioned the other day that I was going to be going to a party. This was right next door two pepper where they have the, uh, the new, you know, the barrel strength with the decanters and all that stuff. Um, I didn't end up gone. Um, I've had this cough for about a month now and I've had steroids and cough medicine and over the counter shit and a chest x-ray, nothing's helping. And the chest x-ray came back clean. So good news is I don't have pneumonia or cancer or anything else that a chest x-ray would point to bad news is the chest x-ray came back with absolutely nothing so there's nothing that they can point directly to and say this is the reason you're coughing so much let's give you this medicine or let's open up your lungs and go ahead and rip it the fuck out or whatever it is so um i didn't go to the party um but to that note um Paul, I believe it was you that said you saw something the other day that those decanters are going to be more widely distributed in the coming months, which means that there's really no rush to run down there and grab it because if they have plans for wide distribution of those decanters, um, there's probably a pretty good chance that I'm going to be able to grab it, whether at the distillery or a store because unlike some of the... uh, more unsavory business practices of some of the larger distilleries they don't have plans to ship all of their shit to states other than Kentucky uh buffalo trace um so yeah
0: i saw i saw the other day on facebook i believe it was um a store that i used to hit up quite often in georgia when my sister was stationed out there in columbus uh the bottle shop of columbus i think it's called uh, they just got their shipment in, and I think they're going for like 62 bucks. So, you're out that way, go check those guys out. They got them sitting there on the shelf, or they did. Uh, I think it was like two, three days ago.
1: It's not a bad price for that bottle. The The juice is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the bottle, it looks like an old school, like 1940s, 1950s, more like a 1950s, I guess, and 1960s decanter. Um. And it's, it's, it's quite nice looking and I want to get my hands on one, but now that I know that it's not something that I, cause when they first released, they went to uh, my favorite liquor store, um, also known as happy hour liquor. Um, and they sold out, they sold out quick too. And, uh, you know, I've had the barrel strength bourbon before. I really like the barrel strength bourbon. I don't care so much for the hundred proof, but the barrel strength is really fucking good stuff. And um, we all know that I'm a bit of a proof whore, anyway. So um, that being the case, I want it, and sixty something dollars is not a bad price for that, no matter what the bottle looks like. But but that decanter, it's really really nice. So, Paul, you got a UFO behind you. No, it's not. It's an airplane. I'm was, I was just fucking with you. It
2: might uh, be. You never know. <laughs> Maryland's up, up there in one of the top uh, states for uh, UFO sightings, supposedly. Mm. so uh, you never know.
1: I do live on the water too, and you know the yeah. UFOs like to hide underwater. They say You they got the the USOs, as they're known, underwater, submerged or unidentified submerged objects. I think is is the the term.
2: Yep. Yeah, but back to that pepper decanter. I think. Yeah, I do remember seeing that it's going to be in at least 30 states, I want to say. Mine was one of them, thankfully. And it's not really a tater brand, thankfully. So I'm hoping I'll be able to find one. It won't be gobbled up or marked way up by liquor store owners. So we'll see.
1: Well, as far as it not being a tater brand, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it out loud. I'm going to say it on recording so it will be technically on the record. Um, It should be. Oh, absolutely right, not and nobody's gonna fucking run out and mm-hmm. grab it based on my opinion but it absolutely should be James Pepper makes some of the best bourbons um in the game today as far as I'm concerned because they, they do really make some they make some really good shit and Jerry and I went there and we we had some shit right out of the barrel that was just incredible. Now it was a rye not a bourbon um but there's not enough that's that's unless it's a Willet it rye you really don't have to worry about the taters really sniffing around too hard. Um, And there's, there's some, there's some rye whiskeys out there that put bourbon to shame and, uh, and James Pepper makes some damn good rye whiskey. I I will, I will say that.
0: Absolutely. Well, when uh, all their stuff starts becoming their own distillate, I think it's going to change it. Um, Them sourcing from MGP or whatever it's been over the last couple of years. I think everyone was like, oh, you can get MGP anywhere, um, but it <clears throat> going to their own distillate should be rolling out. I know some of it's already out, some of it's still MGP, but once it's fully out of their, it's their distillate, I think it's going to change their, people's uh, perception of them.
1: You're probably right about that. Um, but we can just hope that they remain under the radar because...
0: It's they co- do have enough space to keep going.
1: Well, they <laughs> don't. a big
0: tater brand.
1: But the thing is, too, um, so Barrel House is leaving that area. RD1 is leaving that area. So the only distillery left in that whole James Pepper compound that used to be James Pepper back in the day will be James Pepper. So they'll have the opportunity to go through and reclaim some of those spaces. So that they can, you know, potentially use the barrel house, the old barrel house that is currently barrel house distilling as they're, you know, start storing their barrels in there, which is not big. It's not big at all. But if they knock down some walls and use the entire space, they'll be able to fit more barrels in there and then they could potentially get another still in there. Still not big. It's not a big compound. Um, They would... To fulfill any kind of major demand, they would have to buy back that big warehouse that used to be an ice house where RD one is. And the, uh, you know, there's all kinds of shops and and restaurants in there and they would have to use that as their Rick house, And that's a big ass warehouse. Uh, But it's still they don't they just don't. I don't know that they can meet meet a major demand. So hopefully people stay the fuck away. Of course, they can always build somewhere else. And use that as a a museum or something, you know. Um, But yeah, taters, stay the fuck away from James Pepper, please. And thank you.
2: I was, (laughs) this is a completely side topic before we move on, but I was at the liquor store yesterday and they had a big display. Um, Jerry, I don't know if this was a thing of your past or not, but Adam, I'm sure it was. You're about the same age as me. Mad Dog 2020? They're yep. being, it's being rebranded and re-released as MD 2020, and it's a, a 16 ounce canned spike punch. They yep. have three flavors of island pineapple, tangy orange, and sweet blue raspberry, coming in at 12 percent. And they are the you can have a, a 16 ounce can for the low low price of a dollar and forty nine cents a can. Okay. Cheaper than Damn. cheaper than a monster or Coca Cola, and it's 12 percent half tempted to try it but i had to do a little
1: digging first so my my first experience with mad dog it was green and it reminded me of the slimer gum that used to come in a toothpaste tube do you remember that shit back when we were kids paul i don't know if jerry was it was like snot yeah it looked like snot and that's you know jerry's jerry's you know 30 i'm sorry you're you're 34 35 uh four 34, 34 okay so, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, f- four or five years old, and we had great candy back then. um we had Dr. Pepper gum, yeah, like a fucking cube, and it had gooey Dr. Pepper syrup shit in the middle of it, and when you bite into it, it just you know, and then they had candy cigarettes that you know you had the you had two kinds you had the, it was like a a stick of chalk in the shape of cigarette kind of but it came in a cigarette package. So it passed for a candy cigarette. And then you had some that was gum and it was a stick of gum wrapped in a piece of wax paper that had powdered sugar on it. So you could blow through it and it would puff out the sugar wood. And that was, um, but you had this Slimer gum and I was really big into Ghostbusters back then, you know, Ghostbusters came out in 1988, I think. Um, so I would have been five or six and, uh, This Slimer gum, it was like, it was, I mean, it looked like snot in a tube. It was like a fucking toothpaste tube full of this green gum. And by the time you, you know, it was a big tube. So by the time you got to the end of it, that fucking tube was disgusting. And it was nothing that any child should ever put into their fucking mouth. Um, And that's what MagDog 2020, like the consistency the color of the mad dog that i you know it was it was i think it was a a kiwi something or whatever the fuck i don't know but it was gross and that's what i saw most often and um i think i was about 20 years old the last time i had that shit and uh said no more and and i never looked back i i I rarely even think about it unless i see it i forget that it's even a thing so you know thanks for the memories paul i'll stay away from that (laughs) motherfucking shit (laughs)
2: <laughs> i'm i'm gonna i have to i'm gonna try it i'm gonna i'm gonna get one of each flavor next time i'll give you guys a good review i gotta i gotta try it i, I hope it says a spiked punch i hope it tastes nothing like the swill that used to be in those glass bottles because uh i i just i remember thinking it was disgusting back then but it was you know you're young it was cheap and uh he had the job to do and
1: he got the job done mad dog 2020 and boone's farm Mm-hmm. That was that was the combination back in the day, and hopefully, if they're putting it into a can, it'll be some kind of carbonated beverage, which might improve. Like if they add carbonated water to the the goopy shit that was in that fucking bottle, but it it's just it was bad. You know, it looked like you had Slimer in a bottle, or like uh, like they went below the streets of New York and go like they did in Ghostbusters 2 and just bottled that river of slime um it was you know concentrated hate uh i think that's what it was in that movie um anyway um you know maybe we'll do a review of that one here uh and jerry jerry's already got that look on his face like he's (laughs) not interested in that at all
0: (laughs) i i I had the same thought as paul when i saw it because we had a uh Ah, uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure party or something like that, where you bring some shit bottles and what all that good stuff and shits and giggles. I was gonna go buy a bottle of MD twenty twenty and, um, shockingly they don't make it anymore. Um, and then I saw those they were releasing those cans and young me kind of got excited, but
2: old me is just like fuck that
0: shit.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for a dollar forty nine, I don't really have high hopes. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm gonna agree with you on that. Uh there's probably gonna be shit. But for a dollar forty nine, I'm not gonna be mad if I take a sip of it and I'm like, nope, fuck this. I'm pouring it out. It's yeah. disgusting. You know, it's, you okay. can't even buy a fucking can of Coke for a dollar forty nine anymore. So, you know, if you can get an alcoholic beverage at twelve percent that you can at least tolerate enough to drink the entire can, you know, for a dollar forty nine, why not? So, now, gentlemen, I've seen Jerry. Uh, I've been watching Jerry sit there and swirl that damn drink for a good five minutes. <laughs> he keeps nosing it, and he's clearly itching to get into it. And I've had mine looking at me for a minute. So, let's go ahead and get into the into the pour of the week, whiskey of the week. Um, Paul sent these out to us, and uh, you know, I believe he's got somewhat of a story behind this bottle. So, I'm gonna let Paul get into that and tell us about it.
2: Yeah, so what we're gonna be sipping on is the Wild Turkey 80 proof Austin Nichols right up high on the le- on the label. Um, this was bottled in 2010, I found out. Um, it was hard to see the code on the back, but I did use a flashlight and some black paper and was able to figure it out and put it in the code finder and uh, bottled in June of 2010. Um, This is the last year that Wild Turkey produced an 80 proof. In 2011, they switched to the 81, which it is today for their bourbon. Um, It's, uh, that's also, I believe the last year that they started de-emphasizing Austin Nichols on the label. I think they moved it down lower and then to the back and now it's completely gone. Um, This is a bottle that I found actually on the shelf in a little liquor store. Just sitting there on the bottom, covered in dust. I mean, it's only it's not super old, it's twenty ten, but still to come across it in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one when I did, I was pretty excited about it. I didn't even didn't even register what it was as I was scanning through. And um they actually had two of them. So I bought both of them. They were like thirty dollars or something like that. It was
1: you know, holy great, shit.
2: Yeah, great finds. And they were both one seven five, I should mention. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, they were they were When they rang up, they were cheaper than the current 81 proof 175 (laughs) that were on their shelf that they had at that store. They did not know what they had. No, they must have still had the old price from 2010 or something in their system. Um, This wasn't a liquor store that's known for spirits. It was a uh, fireball wine in a box type of store. It just happened to be in my travels and came across it. I've been back there probably 10 times since then just to get on my knees and look and see if there's anything else in the back or if they're restocking from something in the back I asked the person at the counter a couple times if they had any extra you know stuff in the back that was kind of old just kicking around or whatever to, hopefully they would let me look but English wasn't their first language so it was kind of a tough conversation um but yeah I'll continue to go back every time I'm in that area just to peek and see what they got hoping there's a whole you know, crate somewhere in the back that they're just like, oh, there's an empty shelf. Let's put this stuff out. So, um, but I've just about killed this first 175 and the other one is unopened. So I still got a bunch left. Um, for me, this is a lot different than the 81 proof that's out there being bottled right now. Um, it just, it's its its own thing. It's, it's not even really comparable to what's out there now. Nothing's really changed in the Nashville. I mean, it went up to, from 80 to 81. That's a very minor change. You would think it would be similar, but it's it's not. So, what do you guys think on the nose? P. Hey.
1: Say PD? Tea. Oh, they said PD. I go, what the no, fuck are you drinking? No, definitely not. Definitely not PD. Like, <laughs> sweet, like sweet tea. Um, I
0: was going to say, I, I get like a, a lemony something. Like a lemon citrus or something along those lines, maybe a little bit of tea in there. Um, definitely get like a little bit of like a barley graininess in there.
1: Agreed. I definitely get the barley. Um, it's got a sweet nose for me. Yeah. Um, as in like sweet tea versus unsweet tea. Um, but I definitely get a lot of tea on the nose, and you know, I nosed it as long as I could without taking a drink, and then I took a drink, because I couldn't fucking wait anymore, and it's that carries through for me, but there's a lot of honey sweetness on that for me, and um I don't know. It, it's kind of a, a placebo effect for me as somebody that found their way into bourbon through wild turkey, but that, that Austin Nichols really really does something for me when I see that on the label, I get really excited. And um that is just if I could never have if, if I could only ever drink this for the rest of my life, I'd be happy about that. That's that's a damn good whiskey right there.
2: And that's it, saying something because it's 80 proof.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Um uh, uh, yeah, I get a lot of the same the
2: honey is is right up there on the palate. Um there's a sweetness. It's almost like a kind of, it's not really caramel, maybe like a butterscotch sweetness. Um, You definitely get pick up, or at least I pick up the, like the, like a barley note. There's like a hay or a barley note, but it's not off-putting at all. Um, There's also like a fruity, maybe a sweet citrus or something on the finish for me, which is definitely not something I pick up in today's wild turkey. Apricot? Maybe, yeah, maybe that might be it. It's definitely not lemon or orange but it's not like a berry it's so apricot that might that might yeah. be it. yeah right up front i'm getting like a a lemon candy uh but
0: not like a lemon head or something like that that's a little bit tart or sour it's like a sweet lemon um and then it fades into like that barley grainy hay notes and then like paul said right at the end there's this like fruity note but it's not like bold or or anything crazy it's, it's a little bit almost bitter or astringent um so apricot kind of fits that that bill um i don't know if that's exactly what it is but something similar that it's sweet but it's also like bitter at the same time towards the end and there's actually there's for being 80 proof this has some heat behind it feeling on the tongue usually 80 proofs it just goes down like water you barely feel the heat this one the, the heat sticks on the sides of my tongue for me
1: and it hangs around. It doesn't finish very quickly. It, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't hang around for a really, really long time. But for an eighty proof, it hangs around. Um, and not only that, for an eighty proof, it's got some legs. I mean,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's some bitches oily, you know. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I guess you know, in the moment, at the time when they're thinking we need to make some changes for progress or to stay competitive or whatever. But I mean, this is one that shouldn't have been this one. And, and, you know, the Austin Nichols 101. Um, I know they say that the, the mash bills are the same or whatever. I don't, there's something in the process that's different because the whiskey is different and it can't, be entirely the placebo effect of austin nichols on the label so if they wanted to do something different if they wanted to put something else on the market that was you know that they felt like was going to give them a competitive edge they should have stuck with this and then done the different thing as well um because i guarantee that right now if they were to ask people that could get their hands on this or the, the 101 versus what they're making now, they're not going to say stop making one or the other, but they're definitely going to say, this is the way to go. You know, uh, not, you know, not making the, the, the new generations, 400 something dollars, um, not, um, uh, changing the proof from 80 to 81 or or even basically having no label on the bottle on the new embossed bottles or whatever this right here, making the old shit would be their competitive edge. If they would go back to whatever process they had when they were making this and slap Austin Nichols back on that bottle you can guarantee that Wild Turkey would, would take a leap in sales. I guarantee they would take a leap in sales.
2: Yeah, and it's, I mean, same ingredients. I mean, hell, same distiller. It has to be the same yeast. You would think that nothing's really, you know, that yeast hasn't evolved much or whatever. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's vastly different. I I wish I had, I should have thought about getting a bottle of the 81 um, to try it side by side, which I will do in the future now that I'm thinking about it. But I have the 101 still here poured, and I know the, you know, different proof, but. The current wild turkey for me is caramel, vanilla, baking spices. It's like just, you know, if you look up bourbon in, in the dictionary, wild turkey. wild turkey 101, wild turkey 81, it's caramel, vanilla, baking spices. I don't get any of that in this one at all. I don't get caramel. It's more of a butterscotch note for me. Vanilla is overwhelmingly there in current uh, 101. I don't pick up vanilla in this old one. And um, the baking spice, it's not really a bake. it's a, a different spice. It's almost... If there is a spice there, it's like a like a cracked pepper, like a white pepper, something like that. It's softer, but there's no cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, you know, that kind of that I pull out of the current wild turkey. So, like you said, something has changed. It has to be distillery process or something like that. Um, Rick house, you know, even I mean, who Rickhouse? Who, who, maybe water quality's gotten better. and That's why you know it tastes different. Who knows? Um, but obviously something's changed. And like I said, this isn't a dusty from the '60s or '70s. This was. You know, distilled in, you know, 20, 2002 to 2004, something like that, um, bottled in 2010. So it's not that old, you know, so you right. can't go back and say, oh, that was 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Of course, stuff, stuff was different. This was probably, probably 2005
1: or so distillate, I would guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you would think not a lot has changed because yeah, actually, I believe today it's six to eight year. Right. And I think back then they, I think it wasn't as old. I want to say the, I think, it was six. I think
0: it was like four to six. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, but even still, like I said, for being only like, you know, less than 20 years old for the distillate and then, you know, and maybe that extra aging has something to do with the two. I mean, they're keeping, you know, the, the stuff out now, I believe is six to eight. And if this is four to six, I mean, you got a difference of a couple of years in a barrel that could push those vanilla and, you know, flavors forward too. So, um, I don't know maybe uh maybe Wild Turkey will put out a, a two or a four year here soon and see if that harkens back to this old stuff we're drinking now because yeah like I said this is this is fantastic 80 proof and i would pick this up for a lot of the high proofers that I love yeah, It might have been... yeah I got a
0: go ahead Jerry I, I was I was able to find I think it was a 2012 or 2013 I don't remember um a handle of of 81 uh what was it last year i think it was um and then i had a old 750 of uh, the same thing one one's a 2012 i think the other one's 2013 um and then i have i think it's like two ounces left of a, a rare breed from 2013 when i graduated college and back then it in a blind they almost remind me of like a rye with all that citrusy lemon stuff coming out to him. Um, I was actually blinded on the rare breed and had no idea what the hell it was because I haven't had it in forever. And it it reminds me more of a ride than the the
2: new age wild turkey products. Check, pull, take a pull on that cigar and then take a swig because uh, uh-huh. we'll get into the cigar here soon. But this is a a full, you know, this. The cigar has a lot of, for me, oak, coffee, black tea, like herbal notes to it. And after, after enjoying the cigar and moving right over to this pour, it pulled for me like some, like some sweet nuttiness kind of almost, um, on the back end. Um, it pairs very well with the cigar, I think, but it definitely
1: changes it on
2: the finish for me.
1: So. I agree. And before we move on to the cigar, um, going you know, to pose a theory that maybe it's the terroir of maybe the terroir actually changed so um maybe that's the situation that we're talking about and for those that don't know what that actually is it, it's it's a it's a wide range of things that actually make up what's known as terroir but it could be the soil in which the tree that became the barrel, was grown it could be um it's it's basically environmental factors that affect everything that goes into making them so it could be the soil in which the corn was grown it could be you know the nutrients in the soil at the time versus now and you have to plants like that they really sap nitrogen and things like that they're in the soil so you have to move every time but the soil may not be the same in one field that borders another um or it could be You know, it it could be as simple as the nutrients in the same field um, where this corn was grown differ from one side to the other. Or so maybe, maybe that has a little bit of something to do with it because that's, that's something that's hard to predict. Hard to, I mean, yes and no, it's hard to predict because you can, you can measure the nutrients in soil content. But you can move five feet away and the nutrients and the soil content there can be completely different. And there's no way to, unless you take samples from the entire field, there's really no way to, you know what I mean? And the same is true for where the trees are grown. And there's really, at that time, until recently, these distilleries haven't really been uh, involved in, you know, um, sustainability initiatives as far as, you know, trees and, and, and things like that. And it has to be oak. Um, it doesn't have to be American oak. It has to be some type of oak. Um, maybe the you know, may, maybe maybe the it was different between you know one tree and the tree right next to it or whatever. who who the fuck knows? But there's something that's different. And this is um, an absolutely fantastic eighty proof whiskey and i'm I'm really enjoying it. But you're right. It does go really well with the cigar. Um, and the cigar alone, I get coffee and a nuttiness and some some oakiness to it and it's it's just it's oily you know i'm sitting here looking at it and it's you know it's glistening basically in the light it's coming from above it um it doesn't burn fast um this bastard's been lit for an hour now and i'm barely two-thirds into it or one-third into it um it's, um, and, and, and I mean, it's got a big ass ring gauge on it. Jerry looked it up earlier cause I'd forgotten what it was. 50, 58 was ring gauge on the motherfucker. Right. Um, it, it's it got a, it's got a great draw to it. Um, but it, like I said, it doesn't burn especially quickly. Um, it, it does have a bit of a silly burn to it. Yeah. So this side here is much lower than this side over here. And I keep having to, um, touch it up with the lighter um but this cigar uh, it comes to us from Alec Bradley it's a black market and it is um it's a, it's a damn good cigar um I, I can't remember the specifics on it real quick um i'm going to i'm going to pull that up I, I, you got, got it, it, it. Um, okay.
0: so this is a i believe it was called a double robusto it's a five and a quarter by 58 ring gauge uh nicaraguan wrapper ecuadorian sumatra binder and honduras and panama panama uh filler uh they say it's a medium to full strength which i i would agree i'm probably a little less than halfway through and it's definitely medium medium full um and then on jr you can find a five-pack for $45.99. Otherwise, they retail for right about $56, $57 bucks for that five pack.
1: Yeah, I, I bought an actual box. Um and and the box is cool as fuck. So it's on the top. It's uh, you know, it's got four four letters there: A, B, M, B. And it's uh, you know, the design, it, it's an X and the A. And then, uh, the BM and the B, um, for Alec Bradley black market, but it looks like a crate, like, a an old school crate, like you would see on a treasure ship or some shit. And it has a metal clasp, um, that keeps it shut. It is made of actual wood, not, you know, cardboard or pressed wood or anything like that, like a standard cigar box. This is made of actual wood, um, It's really fucking cool. I think I paid about two hundred bucks for the box, something like that. Um, A box of twenty, and uh, for this cigar, ten dollars a cigar is actually a steal. This motherfucker is a bad cigar. It's a badass cigar. And Alec Bradley makes some damn good cigars. This one is fantastic, and and this one, um, again, we we've not we're not experts by any stretch. Uh, every good pairing that we've ever had on this show between whiskey and cigar has just been sheer coincidence. We've been lucky that that's been the case. Um, some of the times we've known, hey, this is a good whiskey. We, we we know a lot about whiskey. We're learning about cigars as we go along um, on this show. And a lot of them, we knew, hey, this is a good cigar. Uh, it'll pair good with that good whiskey. Um, and then sometimes... Not so much. And I've had some cigars. Uh, I sent you guys the um, the Don Pepin blue and uh, the cigar was fantastic. And I thought, well, and I got the five pack before we had it on the show and I tried it with a couple different whiskeys and some of them worked, some of them didn't. You know, we're just lucky that um, we we have figured out that a a, a a lower proof whiskey usually works better with a uh, fuller flavored cigar and, um, you know, or, or vice versa. That dichotomy generally works pretty well. Um, this one happens to be one of the better pairings that I've, that I've had. Um, speaking for my palate, this cigar is fantastic and it works really well. And it even brings out some more of the tea that I'm really finding that I appreciate lately from this bourbon. And and I've not really been one to really find those types of flavors in bourbon until, recently and your palate changes over time, you know, as you get older and the more you drink various factors like sickness and all this, whatever, but um, this is working really well for me. So Paul, I agree with your, your initial assessment.
2: 100%. Yeah. And this one, I was just looking into this, you know, the specs on it and stuff before we got on and it was the, it wasn't the double robusto of Churchill, but this uh, cigar one, or was number six out of in 2022 cigar aficionados overall rankings or whatever. So it, you know, it's widely regarded as, you know, top cigar by a lot of people and justifiably. So, I mean, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's um it's definitely going to be probably an hour and a half smoke. um, But yeah, it's, it's woody, earthy, herbal, there's tea. Um, One of the notes that I saw, from a reviewer when I was looking into it, that it turned spicy and peppery in the final third, which I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm just probably now getting into the second third. So um, it hasn't really been changing much a little bit of that coffee and cocoa. I got right off the light. is kind of going away and it's getting a little bit more earthy and woodsy for me, which is nice. I like, I like when the cigar evolves. Um, sometimes you get one that's just in the same notes all the way through. Um and that could have to do with, you know, us switching whiskeys. Now we're on our second one. That's obviously influencing the cigar. We always talk about how the cigar influences the whiskey, but it, I think it goes both ways. Um, I do think this would go good with a rum, being that it's um, earthy, woodsy, and the rum is sweet. You know, I think it'll pair nicely with that. I think that's why it lends itself so much to this one, because we're getting that, for me, the butterscotch, the apricot, that, that sweetness to it. It's kind of like it contrasts well together, so... What do you think, Jerry? Yeah,
0: well, for me, right off the bat, I was getting like that red pepper spice, the black pepper spice, Um, like very bold spice. Uh, But once, I don't know, like quarter of the way through that, like that was like the initial burn. Once I got into it, it started going more of like a woodsy note. Um, Started getting a little bit earthy and then now I'm starting to get into more of that dark chocolate, coffee, mocha style notes. Um, what, like you guys both said, went great with that wild turkey. Went great with that strain of hands, with that strain of hands, at least to me, um, a lot of single malts are more uh, like on the sweeter side. And it uh it pulled some, some crazy notes out of there. I, I gotta go back to it here in a minute when I finish this turkey. Um, but it was pulling some weird notes. I don't typically get out of like a, a single malt or strain hands for that matter. Um, but yeah, started out with that just blast of spice. Now getting a little bit, a little bit calmer. Um, but yeah, like Paul said, those cigars that are one note all the way through, you get about halfway through, you get bored sort of deal. You put it out. And it's fine. If it's like a two, $3 cigar, but a $10 cigar, it hurts putting it out halfway through. So, uh, yeah, um, Look forward to the rest of this half cigar.
2: Probably another hour from now. Yeah, because it is very slow burning. It is, and like Adam said, in the beginning, I had to touch it up. It was burning uneven. Like, oh yeah, it was. It still is concerning. I was, I was like, is this going to be the whole time? I'm going to have to keep touching this thing up. But it evened out, and it's been getting into the second, third. It's, it's evened out completely. It's a great, it's a great draw. It's that draw is fantastic. It's perfect. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great draw and the construction. I mean, it's just it's beautiful cigar. It's oily as hell. I mean, I feel like I'm getting oils on my fingers um from the wrapper. It's it's a great cigar. Yeah, the draws that was one of the first
0: things I noticed when I first lit it up. Um, before even thinking about notes, was that draw was it was clean, uh wasn't too easy to draw. There were still some some like basically pushback to it, but it was clean, easy to draw, a lot of smoke. Um but my burn line, it, it keeps. I've, I've been trying to keep track of it because I got a basic – a vein on one side and a clean on the other, and the draw line stays high on one side and then it catches up, and then a little bit later the other side starts less, and then it catches up again in the other side. So it's been like teeter tottering. But um, I've touched it up once just to it was still lit and everything. I touched it up once just to get it even again, um, but I probably didn't have to do that if I didn't if I didn't want to. Um, Yeah, it's went out once just because I had it sitting there for 10, 15 minutes without touching it uh, earlier, but yeah, it's fantastic cigar.
1: And it has, um, I've, I've smoked this on its own, um, without any, any bourbon or any drinks whatsoever. And, uh, it's good all on its own. Um, the thing about it is, is if you're just a, a casual smoker, you know you're not one that wants to sit there for two hours while you smoke a cigar, whatever. Um, like I said, this one's been lit for almost an hour and a half, and I'm I'm just now coming in on halfway through, so th- it may not be for you. You might find one with a smaller ring gauge because um, they they do make the black market in in different offerings. Um, same tobacco, same filler, you know, binder and wrapper It's just smaller. Um, that might be more your speed. Um, but this, this bad boy is, is really, really working for me. And I'll probably still be smoking it after we stop recording. Um, it's, it's really good. So hats off to Alec Bradley. Um, and, uh, you know, everything I've ever had from them has been good. Um, I gave one of these as a gift um, not too long ago. And, and the gentleman that I gave it to was pretty excited about it. So, uh, keep up the good work folks. Um, you guys make a hell of a cigar. So let's move on to the, to the beer product of the week guys. Um, you know, we'd, we'd been pretty excited about looking into something with these particular ingredients for a while. Um, because our, a good friend, Ken, from um mentioned some of these ingredients when we had him on the show. Um, this is a, you know, this is Black Rebel Beard Co. Oils. And um, I fucked up. <laughs> uh, when Jerry was here, I had just ordered their entire sampler set, and it's something ridiculous like 15 samples um but I had a box here on the bar and I popped that bad boy open because Jerry was you know I was like fuck well let me look I forgot what was in the boxes and sure enough I had three samples from Black Rebel right there in one of those boxes and then I went and ordered the 15 sampler set so all three I have I have duplicates or have doubles of all three of those sets um about half of the scents I really liked. There were four that I didn't, or no, there were four that I kind of liked. And then the rest of them, I didn't care too much for. There were, there were, you know, some eucalyptus or some mint, uh, notes to it that just, that's not really my thing. Um, but, um, all of them contain emu oil. And I really wanted to look into that. Um, I wasn't really sure until recently exactly where that comes from. That comes from the fat of the emu. And I got looking into it, went down a little bit of a rabbit hole and came to find out, uh, and this may bother some of our more animal-friendly listeners, but um, emu meat is largely considered to be undesirable. Um, So the birds themselves are basically being raised um, and cultivated for cosmetic use because of the fat um the fat is rendered and used in oils and makeups and things of that nature so uh, me personally um i'm not really one that gives a shit I, i'm testing and things like that i'm not cool with um dogs monkeys cats that kind of thing even though i don't really like cats um but um harvesting is is a different situation as far as i'm concerned you know i'm you know we harvest beef cattle for the beef and then we eat it um we harvest uh emu for for the fat um that's just the nature of of the food chain um so if that offends you this may not be your your jam um the scents that i went with were the rambler and um sabotage And so these these little uh, labels that they have on them, the Rambler, this looks like um, something from, uh, um, oh shit, that TV show in the 80s that, I can't remember what it's called now, took place in Miami, lots of boats, lots of, you know, fucking... Shirts. Uh, Miami Vice. Yep, that's it. Miami Vice. There you go. Thank you. I was having a real brain fart there. Sabotage I uh, had a picture of the Beastie Boys in this cartoon style that they have for the labels. I've got some that's Cash. It's a picture of Johnny Cash as a skeleton flipping the finger. Um, got some that says Freddie on it. It's Freddie Mercury. You know, lots of cool little labels that they've got there. Um, all, their, all their ingredients are all natural. Um, things that we usually talk about. Jojoba oil, almond oil, um, argan oil. Um, um avocado oil um these types of things but the difference here from this and every other product that we've had and we're on episode what 20 this would be 21 i think um is the emu oil um and the scents aren't real strong i cannot smell it in my beard unless i'm you know pick my beard up and move it to my nose It's not something that I can smell from from far away. Nobody's picking up on the scent, you know, standing right next to me like some of the other things that we've tried on this show. But um, my beard is softer than any other oil that I've ever used. Um, That emu oil really, really, really fucking works. And these products, for my taste, are fantastic, even though some of the scents I don't really care for um, that's true of every beard product that I've ever tried. They got some things that I like, some things that I don't. That's why most of these companies make different sense. They make the products and then they give it different sense for different people. And, and so that makes perfect sense, but these products fucking work. Um, my beard is soft as fuck, softer than it's ever been. Um, zero itch, zero pain. My my pores are not clogged. Um, it uh, it it has made my face softer. I actually put it above my beard line this time, just to test it out on my skin and see how that would. Um, no irritation. Uh, the skin is softer. This is this this shit is this is some like these guys are great. This is some really good stuff, and um, I highly recommend this personally. How do you guys feel about it?
0: Yeah. So before we go, there is emu oil in here, but it's seventy five percent ostrich oil, so it's a different bird. Same concept um but yeah it i went with the sabotage which is a fun mix of pineapple papaya oak vanilla and in cologne uh the rambler well i i get the the megalodon which is their play on the uh aqua jugeo or whatever um cologne that's out there it's like a cool water mix with some clean tropical uh mix and if you get the two uh sample um or two yeah two samples they send you a third one for free and they sent the rambler which is like a clean sweet high-end aquatic woodsy cologne they said um yeah i at first i wasn't too excited about the scents they they had a like a weirdness to them but the more i used them the more i started to enjoy them um the rambler i've been using a lot more than the other ones um i really enjoy that one um Like Adam said, the beard feels fantastic. Um, It absorbs, at least for me, absorbs real, real quick and real. There's no like oily residue afterwards or anything like that. Um, The one thing that kind of scared me at first was the price of these oils. Uh, You're looking at $29.99 for the oil itself, $29.99 for uh, uh, butter And then it's $49.99 for a combo of oil and butter or two oils. Uh, But then I looked into it, the taxes included, and it's free shipping. Um, So it's if you look at it that way, it's almost the same price as any other oil that we've had on the show um, with some weird ingredients that you don't typically see. Like I said, 75% ostrich oil, evening primrose, jojoba, hemp seed, green coffee bean argan black seed cotton seed emu um almond oil uh rose hip seed oil neem oil ginseng and uh, aloe vera and in the sense that they put in there um there's a few other i actually might end up ordering a few more of these samples just to try uh, a few other ones that i was interested in but um no complaints um been a real big fan of these over the last week and uh looking forward to
2: trying some more of the of their their scents out there. Yep. And uh, I was gonna talk about the price too, because that jumped out to me when I was ordering the yeah. samples and I saw that there was, you know, thirty dollars for a one ounce bottle of oil. I was like, that's a little much, and but I just assumed that because you're paying for 75% ostrich oil, I would imagine that costs more than hemp seed oil and a hobo oil and that kind of stuff. So um, i did the but also i wanted to highlight too that i looked on their site today and i don't know if it's a black friday thing or what but they got 20 percent off the whole entire site no code needed just everything's 20 percent off and like jerry said the shipping's free and the tax is already included in that 29.99 sticker price so now's the time to get it knock off a few bucks with the 20 percent um discount um but yeah uh i just gonna echo what the guy said i it's it's been great the last couple days i've been using these um i got three different ones sabotage which we already talked about i got the bronco buster which is a they say it's a smoky masculine tobacco dynamic cologne and smooth cedar leather and i got the power wagon which is a rich sandalwood mixed with cedarwood orange and bourbon the bronco buster is what i'm Using today, and it's definitely cologne sent forward, which is not something I usually gravitate to, but I love the smell of it. Um, I was very surprised, and that it does hang around a little bit more than the sabotage because I was using that yesterday. Um, I can still pick it up if I, you know, I can get whiffs of it every once in a while. Um, but the oil itself is fantastic. I mean, it's got a different feel to it. I thought with it being ostrich oil, which I have, I know nothing about. Um, I thought it would be like more greasy you know and it's not at all it actually comes off your hands and off your fingers a lot easier than most other beard oils that I've used which I was absolutely surprised by um it's it's almost like a it's it's not clear like most oils are it's like a cloudy whitish almost color to it um it looks like cum it looks looks (laughs) like cum well um, (laughs) but it it goes on well um and with with most beard oils i usually you know i have a fuller beard so i usually take the dropper stick it through and get it on my skin and then rub that through and then i'll use um, a conditioner or a balm or leave-in or something like that for the actual hair you know but with this i want to try it out so i kind of put it all over um rubbed it all the way through and didn't use any other product after the fact no you know whack or no paste conditioner or no uh, balm since I've been using these. And like Adam said, I mean, my beard is so soft right now. Um, It definitely, definitely does the job. Um, Haven't had any issues with face being itchy or anything like that. And I've exclusively been using these oils for four or five days now, I think. So um, I think it's pretty great product. Um, I would recommend trying out some of the scents since, you know, it is a little pricey, but like Jerry said, all things considered, tax and shipping if you add that into anybody else you're going to be right up there with the 30 dollars price tag anyway um but the sample pack the three samples for 9.99 you can't beat that um they do have a bunch of cents on there so that's a perfect way to um find out which sense you like um and adam like you said there was a bigger sampler pack i believe that you can get also um and uh yeah, their website, I mean, they carry all the all the stuff you would normally think a beard care, company would carry with oil, butter, washes, conditioners. I think they had a bar uh, soap, um, cologne, and they got pretty cool apparel line too, pretty cool lo- logos and stuff. So, yeah, I'm happy with the product. Um, It's definitely something different, you know, with it being with that ostrich oil and stuff like that. But um, I'm real pleased with it. It's a good company. I think everybody should check them out.
1: Yeah. Um the the sampler that I got, um, like I said, it was I'm looking it up again real quick just to be a hundred percent sure of exactly how many there are because I I didn't I didn't fucking count or anything like that. Problem is I don't I don't see it on their website at all. Um
0: there's they have fifteen cents. I remember seeing that big package, it's not there anymore. So I don't yeah, know if it was anymore. like a I don't know if it was a one time thing or not, but um yeah, they're not that's just, just one on the
1: site anymore. So
0: just one little note on that 20% off site wide. I would just ass- it doesn't say it, at least nothing that I saw, but I, I think it's like a ten dollar minimum because you put one of those two pack samplers in your cart for $9.99. Uh you don't get a discount, but you add a second one in there, and uh you get basically six samples for sixteen bucks. Um it it gives you a, a three dollar and ninety eight cent uh discount uh but it didn't do it for the the single um sample pack so there's probably like a ten dollar uh minimum but other than that uh two pack sample everything else is 10 or 20 bucks or above so that's the only thing that um you're gonna have to look out for if you're gonna use that 20 percent off
1: that's good shit um highly recommend. So if you're looking for something to really make your beard soft and, you know, do your face a favor, um, despite the, uh, somewhat unappealing appearance of, of the, you know, the cloudy nature of the oil itself. Um, it's don't let that deter you. And I actually thought that maybe, you know, leaving it down here in my garage had caused it to ruin. Um, whenever I first opened that box, but then I got that sample pack and and they all look like this. So um and and even the unappealing scents that you know that it's not gonna be overpowering anyway. So if you haven't, you know, if if you have it and don't necessarily like the scent, you can use it and it's still gonna do the job because it's really not the scent that we're after, it's it's the performance, it's the make your beard soft, eliminate you know, dandruff from your beard or beard drift, if you will, um, not clog your pores, not make your face break out, that kind of thing. This is going to do the trick. This stuff is really, really good. Um, definitely high quality, definitely worth the price. Uh, and again, taxes are included in that price. Shipping is free. Um, so highly recommend check them out. Um, good stuff.
0: They also, they also have a, uh, what is it called? A limited edition scent club, which I believe every month, if I remember correctly, uh, they come out with a, um, a specialty scent. Um, for this month, it was... Uh, it sh- ships December 1st through the 7th. It's called the Caliento. Um, as like a little on-fire train that looks pissed off. Uh, kind of cool little graphic. Uh, they say mixture of oranges apples cinnamon teas spices cedar wood um and a wood shop basically it's like a mexican holiday punch uh and a hot toddy inside santa's workshop is what they're um, saying that one smells like so you you basically sign up and every month you get a new one um you could also do a one-time purchase if you wanted to it's that one's a little bit more those usually those go for like 35 bucks if i remember correctly and then they also right now have a Black Friday exclusive drop. It is the Intimidator. So if there's any uh, race fans or NASCAR fans out there, it's uh, Senior a Dale Sr. as a skeleton with his car in front of him. And they're saying that one is like a smoky, whiskey, woodsy, fall, all the good stuff's in that one. I might actually pick that one up because it sounds fantastic. Um, so they're always throwing out some special drops and limited edition drops out there too if, uh, you want to check those out.
2: Yeah, and they have a um, a rewards program too if i recall. Um yeah. where if this, you know, cool. this becomes your go-to brand, you can get reward dollars or whatever. I didn't really look into that much, but i know that yeah, that's there a lot of. It's
0: uh i don't know how much it's one of those 75 75 beard bucks on your birthday. Uh, one beard buck per dollar spent Um, and then if you follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, give a review, all that other stuff, they get other points. Uh, 300 beard bucks is five bucks off. is 10, 500's 15, and then if you get up to 500, you could also do a free t-shirt or free cologne. Um, so yeah, if it becomes your go-to brand, there's definitely some nice rewards in there for you
1: so black rebel beard Co. check them out um but i've got my uh my pour staring at me and i've already tasted this a little bit so let's move on to this pours on me because i'm tired of looking at it i want to taste it some more And this pour was uh, sent to us by Jerry. So, um, Jerry, if you don't mind, give us a little background on this pour, what we're going to be drinking.
0: So, this came out in 2021, um, and to go along with our Thanksgiving, Black Friday, holiday theme that we kind of got going on with the, the black market and the turkey that we were drinking uh this was released this was a single barrel released on black friday in 21 uh, this is a o- old hamer uh, single barrel selected by capital city and it's called the black ops it's a blacked out label and everything it is coming in at 120.6 proof and it is a 99% corn 1% malted barley uh from mgp uh by way of or from westward distillery by way of mgp um west fork or west fork yes yes yeah same yeah west fork by way of mgp um most people know the 99 one from mgp as the light whiskey uh this one is not light whiskey is distilled higher they don't have to use a new new barrel or anything this is distilled to no more than 160 put it into a barrel no more than 125 uh so it goes by the whole urban laws and all that stuff so um figured black friday then two years ago let's uh dive into it this time or this year
1: mm-hmm. on the nose it's fruit it's it's almost fruit cake for me um I definitely get some corn on this bad boy too um yeah and i can i can smell the proof if that makes any fucking sense but i can um and it's not like a it's not like an ethanol sting but i can i can just tell that it's a higher proof whiskey by uh nosing it uh some savory notes almost like a uh like a meat sauce but for me at least and then uh some molasses and brown sugar um this bad boy yeah. is awesome
2: yeah, I get that the corn and that that savory on the nose too. I was gonna say that. Glad you found that too, because it's like it's like a plate of food. I mean, you got corn, you got some savory, some kind of meat. There's a sweetness there. I mean, I'm just picturing like a Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, it's it's weird, but that's where my mind went. So I'm going to get into it now and see if that carries through. And indeed, so, it does. On, the, on the nose for me. Um I get,
0: you know, that like cinnamon butter you get at like Texas Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. I get that butter like a cinnamon butter on top of like a cornbread like one of those sweet cornbreads I can see um them. I get every once in a while I get like this like candy corn sweetness off of it and then there's a little bit of cherry in there for me um but yeah it, it's a great news get corn?
1: i get I get caramel corn Maybe yeah, that's so probably like, better. Like like, and not the caramel corn that you get in the tin with the with the the fucking cheddar no. and and the regular, but like caramel corn you get at a fair, like actual caramel corn.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that would be a better. I think I just said candy corn just because I I got like that sweetness from it. That makes uh, sense. But yeah, that would probably that would probably be more of a a better note than candy corn. But yeah, cinnamon but like cinnamon butter cornbread candy.
2: That's what, that's what I get on the palate. It's if you took a fantastic, like savory cornbread that had like, you know, you cooked it the right way and use bacon grease and that kind of thing. And then you put that outback cinnamon butter on top of that piece of cornbread. That's, I mean, that's, that's this in a glass and it's, 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 it's fantastic. It's, it's definitely got some proof to it. It's got a nice, nice spicy burn to the finish in a good way. Um, but yeah this is a damn fine pour
1: yeah that well i mean so i've never had anything that i didn't like that came out of mgp i'm going to be honest about that but at the same time the curators at west fork um that went down there and picked these barrels and then you know uh, those that helped pick the barrel itself because it's a single barrel wasn't it it's a single barrel in the jury
0: yep. from capital city in yeah, that- uh indiana i believe
1: yeah um, everybody involved in the creation of these bottles, from the distillate to the bottle itself, the label's cool as shit. Um, mm. It is. It, this is this is a damn good whiskey. That's all there is to it. I mean, look how cool that is. Just blacked yeah. out. Yeah, that's know, a cool cool last label.
0: It, if if you've seen the old Hamer label, the single barrel label, the same thing. But it's just blacked out. Grayed and blackout. That's all it is. Um, definitely stands out on the shelf between all the other colorful old hammer and hue hammer bottles they have out there. Sure. Um, but yeah, I get that that the nose comes straight through on the palate, that cinnamon bready note, uh, caramel. But also get like a, a black pepper or like a a red hot candy towards the finish, uh, along with that like proof burn. Um yeah, this is Probably one of my favorite old Hamer releases that I've had.
1: I've never had a bad old Hamer or Hugh Hamer for that matter. Um, I wish these guys had a wider distribution, um, mm-hmm. which would make it easier to get. I, I think you can, I mean, we, we've got ways, but I I think you have some distribution in Florida, don't you, Jerry? No? Okay. Um, yeah. I know from that our ways. I know they have some distribution in Tennessee.
0: I take that back. Uh, Within this last year, we do get the 80 proof and the cash strength. Okay. Um, But none of the, no one's doing picks yet. No one really, like I'll bring an old hammer, Hugh Hammer, to a bottle share and everyone just looks at it and sees 99.1 and just kind of overlooks it. Um, So I don't see anyone around here doing any picks anytime soon, but. Uh, We do have the cash strength and I think it's an 80 proofer sitting on the shelf for dirt cheap.
1: We have no distribution in Kentucky and that hurts my feelings. And I'm sure that Paul has no distribution in Maryland. And this is um, honestly my favorite non-Kentucky bourbon um, or whiskey or anything that they make. And I've got several, I've got the 99 one single barrel that they produce themselves. I've got, the apple brandy finished i've got the peach brandy finished, which is just incredible um and it's one of the better peach brandy finished bourbons that i own and i've got i've got a couple i got one that jerry sent to me that's fucking pretty pretty spectacular but um the uh uh this is this is this could be its own thing entirely and they would sell a shitload of it um if they could get this specific flavor profile and mass produce it, this, this would be a standout bottle. This would be a tater bottle. This would be an allocated thing. If they were going to do, if they were going to go that route and people would buy that shit up. And it's the thing is, is that their prices are, are, are fucking reasonable as hell, you know, 40, 50 bucks for, for a really good bottle of whiskey. Um, I you know, I, I doubt that this one didn't cost forty or fifty bucks. This was more than that, was it, Jerry?
0: Um, this one I'd have to double check. It was probably like $50, 60 bucks somewhere in there. Uh the Hue Hammer is uh the finish line. So like Adam said, the apple brandy fin or yeah, apple brandy finish, the uh pear oh, not pear, um peach peach brandy finish. Uh they did a uh a, a cherry liqueur finish. So the Hugh Hammer line is the old hammer line, but finish those go for like 65 bucks um i think 68 for the cash strength uh which is ridiculous because i had someone grab me a bottle of a cash strength and knowing that the standard stuff that they put out which i think is like one hundred and three hundred and four proof goes for 60 bucks or 65 bucks i expected the cash strength at 122 proof i think it is uh to be upwards of 75 80 and no uh, it was like three dollars more um which shocked me. Uh, but yeah. Most expensive thing they've put out so far has been like sixty-eight bucks. I, I could see paying but then, then again that also the, that yeah. also the, goes by what store released it and what they want to price it
1: at. Sure, sure. But I I, I could see paying retail 70 bucks for this bottle and, and having no problem with that. And um, you know, I, I uh I, I've got lots of bottles that are uh the higher price, but I've got more bottles that are not. And uh, you know, like I said, I started out with the early times bottle and bond, and that's been a budget bottle for a long fucking time, and it only went up in price when people started to panic by because it was being sold from Brown Foreman to, to Sazerac. And it it's still kind of hard to find that one. But I would pay $70 a bottle for this. Versus thirty-five to forty for a bottle of early times bottle and bond, all day long because you know it's a cast strength single barrel, and and there's a lot going on on the palate. It's there's a lot going on on the nose, and then you right. put it in your mouth, and it's just a it's a it's a it's a totally different experience. You get some of the same notes, but you find some other things in there that you don't get on the nose.
0: Wait. Which is it's always been weird with these old hammers being 991 and getting all these flavors. You you right. would, you would think that it would be one tone, one note, just corn all the way through. Um, right. Shit, what is it? Um, mellow corn is what 80.20? or something yeah, like that. So, so and good. I get it, it's it's like all corn to me. This being 991, I expected it to be that amplified, but it's not. You're getting all these other baking spices and and butter and cinnamon and a bunch of other shit in there that I did not expect at all. And I am very happy
1: about it. Well, like I said, I've got the standard, um, old hammer single barrel that they released themselves. The, the 99 one, yeah. uh, it was sent to us by our, our good friend, uh, John rice, or or maybe it was, maybe it was uh, actually, that one might've been sent to me by Danny, Danny Dunn. Um,
2: another good friend of ours.
1: Um, the, the, but it's, this is completely different from that. And that's crazy because it's the same fucking mash bill, uh, from the same distillery and from the same producer, but somehow the flavor profiles are night and day. And, um, this is, this is really good. So my thanks to Jerry for sending this out and sharing this with us. Um, I had seen it and I actually had the opportunity to buy it and, uh, Well, Paul had the same opportunity that I did because it was it was presented in the same, you know, in in the in the same discord channel. Uh, I just couldn't act on it at that particular time. And um, I'm guessing that Paul probably didn't have the ability to act on it at that time as well, because I know Paul pretty well. And uh, Paul would have jumped on that in a minute if if he had been able to do so. Um, It's, uh, you know, Black Friday is pretty hard for for folks, especially when. You got kids and, and all that, and you gotta you gotta do all that that uh crazy Christmas shopping and whatever. Um but this is this is um it's worth the wait for sure. Um this is one of the better whiskies that I've had this year. Uh and probably one of the better whiskies that's been produced in the last five to ten years. It's it's really good. It's really good. And I'm about I'm about out and, and I'm sad.
0: There are not many bottles of this left. Oh you know, there's no more in store. It's just whatever anyone has and um I don't have much left in my bottle. Um and I know our buddies Mike and Jay, they don't have too much left and they bought multiple bottles. So if you know someone in Indiana or in that area, and they like West Fork, um products talk to them try to see if they got a sample
2: of it yep just to bring it full circle i am thankful for this pour. i am thankful for this cigar i am thankful for ostrich beard oil by black rebel yes and i'm thankful for some old turkey too so this has been a a great episode with i mean every every product we've had on today is just knocks it out of the park i mean it's been fantastic across the board um not every episode we can say that but this one has been top-notch through everything we've sampled and talked about tonight
1: very much agreed um you know that's a that's a real first world problem to have where you can be thankful for everything that uh that has happened you know at any given time but especially during a day's period, whatever. Um, let's all remember to be thankful for those that uh, that gave of their time, that gave of their freedom, that, uh, you know, stood up for those that, that can't stand up for themselves, that um, that are there when we need them. Again, um, first responders, LEO, um, and the military, and veterans, um, from those of us here at bourbon Beards and Belvedere's we thank you. um, but also, let's be thankful for the little things um because honestly, whiskey cigars, beer products they're they're little things in our lives they're they're not uh you know they're not bills, they're not jobs, they're not that type of thing. We don't make any money off of this, so this is not a job for us this is this is something that we do just for the fun of it so that we can hang out with each other, um, you know, and again, I'm, I'm thankful for, for the two of you uh, and the ability to do this. It's a good time. So um, happy Thanksgiving out there, folks. Uh, we hope that you have a great Thanksgiving. We hope that you have a good time with your families. I know a lot of people don't have the best time around this time of year um i've been there in that position for reasons that uh, don't need to be talked about but i understand where you're coming from i hope that you can find some enjoyment from this time of year um but i, I think that that does it for this episode of bourbon beards and belvedires and uh, don't forget to 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 check out these products you can find the Beard Oil at blackrebelbeard.com. Of course, you can find the Whiskey of the Week at wildturkeybourbon.com and the Cigar at alecbradley.com. And then you can find this pours on me at westforkwhiskey.com. Um, you know, a lot of these are... Wild Turkey's a, a big brand. Alec Bradley is a pretty big brand. But Old Hamer and Black Rebel, I would still consider them to be, you know, smaller smaller brand they uh, uh you know always be sure to support those those types of folks um because there's still love and care that goes into what they do um you know they're not just out for profit they're trying to support families with what they know how to do so um uh, make sure to check us out on instagram facebook um check out our website at com. and jerry what's the uh What's the Beacons page again?
0: Uh, beacons.ai forward slash Bourbons, Beards, and belvediers. Or Bourbon, Beards, and Belvederes. There's no S in
1: Bourbons. We'll be, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're still getting together our YouTube page. You can find that on youtube.com forward slash at Bourbon, Beards, and Um We'll be getting some content up there pretty soon. And you can also find us at Bourbon Beers and Belvedere's on TikTok. Um, We've recently started utilizing that platform um, out of sheer necessity because it seems like uh, everybody is on the TikTok. Um, we, We were kind of against it, fought hard against it for a while because, you know, political reasons, what have you. Not necessarily something that we agreed with, but there's really not a way to fight that. So um check us out, uh give us a like and a follow, um leave us a review. You know, send us your likes, your dislikes, anything that you don't uh, anything that you agree with or don't agree with. We want to hear everything you got to say. If you want to be on the show, um more than welcome to to come on. Just just let us know. So
0: um, we're we're yeah. also on Discord. There's not too many of us on there. Yep. Um so you could find that link. I believe leave. I'll double check, but I'm I believe that's on our our beacons page. Um it's on instagram if screen. not I'll I'll get it up there. I'll get it up there uh tonight. Uh so by the time this gets released it'll be up there. Um come on there, you can chat with us, hang out with a couple guys or people that are on there hanging out and talk about which cigar you're smoking, which beer product you're using that day and uh some of your favorite whiskeys and maybe we'll uh showcase them on the show one day. Yeah.
1: Please do. Please do. So, um, again, everyone enjoy your Thanksgiving, um, happy holidays, and, uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers guys. Cheers guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Bourbon Beards and Belvederes is produced by Adam Bolden, Paul Rousseau, and Jerry Ullman. Editing by Adam Bolden. Music by Ryan Johnson. You can find the links to all our social media accounts on our website at bourbonbeardsandbelvederes.com. As always, enjoy your bourbon and cigars responsibly. Cheers!